So how do we bring those who have a veil over their hearts to see such light? When they're living in blindness because of the devil and because of the deception and they cannot see the light of the gospel clearly, what do we do? We did not follow shameful, underhanded methods. We did not operate in a deceitful way. And we do not distort the word of God. It is the same powerful word which is preached today to drive back the darkness and to create life in the hearts which were once veiled and blinded by sin and deceived by the devil. I hear the Savior calling the gospel comes to me. This message comes from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Peason, Arizona, reaching out with rock solid hope in Rim Country. February 14th, 2021. 2 Corinthians 4. Verses 3 to 6. Have you ever had to deal with road rage? I had a circumstance I had to deal with a few weeks back. I was parked on the intersection between Maine and 87. At that intersection, I was waiting for the light to turn green. There were a number of cars behind me, and I was in the front of the line right before the stoplight. And alongside of us, and the next to us, waiting to turn left, was a semi trailer. And it was blocking quite a lot of the view to the left side of us. Well, the light turned green. And after about two and a half seconds, someone behind me immediately spurted out with impatience and started honking their horn because they were wanting me to proceed and to go through the intersection. Of course, they couldn't see what I could see as I was watching a mother and her young child trying to make it across the intersection. They, they weren't quite prepared to make it across in time, so I had to wait, even after the light had changed. So then I waited. And the driver who was behind me, who could not see because of the semi-trailer blocking, kept honking their horn impatiently, scolding me for my lack of attention. Could you imagine if I wasn't paying attention and I had looked at the green light and I had heard the honking horn and I had decided to proceed suddenly in response, I would have joined in that blindness and I'm sure something horrible could have happened. That's what this world is like. It is lost spiritually, blind, and wandering about, not aware of the reality of the situation. That's what the Apostle Paul here describes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Those who are unbelievers, he says, are veiled to the light and cannot see it. And because they cannot see clearly, their actions sometimes can be aggressive or even puzzling. How is a servant of the Lord to deal with a world so lost in blindness and in darkness? Well, this morning we finish our series looking at the servant of the Lord is called. And we see how the Apostle Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4, regarding our mission. The servant of the Lord is called to shine in darkness. When Paul writes to the believers here, he and Timothy are explaining why they ran into so many difficulties with their ministry and their message. Paul says that the gospel is veiled. 
so that when people hear the message, it's as if a veil covers their heart so they cannot clearly understand or accept the teaching and the preaching that Paul and Silas were sharing. That is, the, the world around them would hear the word of God, but they wouldn't always really fully understand what was being said or accept and trust what was being understood. Could you imagine having something blocking your understanding in your mind? Some people get frustrated when they have to wear a mask and they can't breathe as well with that mask on. Well, imagine having a veil covering your face and trying to see clearly with that blinder on your face. So Paul says as he writes regarding their situation, our gospel is veiled. Did you ever notice that as you try to share the gospel? Sometimes there'll be that person that you will share the gospel with over and over again and you seem to get no response. Maybe it's someone that's suffering under some weight of guilt or struggling under some sin and you tell them, God has taken away that guilt. Your sin has been put on the cross. You are freed and it doesn't seem to stick. Or maybe there's someone who's weighing under the the fear and the loss of death and they themselves are struggling as they wonder what is to come of them. And you can tell them, you can give them that gospel light. Jesus has conquered the grave. He has overcome death. And those who trust in him will live forever. But somehow, as if there's a veil blocking their heart, instead of latching on to that hope and that message of the gospel, they will only look to their own deeds and themselves and begin to wonder if they had done it enough instead of the deeds of their God. Or maybe someone might for years and years be in contact with the gospel and hear the word of God. But they only draw near to God's house because it's tradition and never really sinks in and makes an impact in their life. They only complain about things at church and they only complain about God's word and fight against it. It's as if a veil has prevented them from understanding and living in the gospel. The situation when this happens is real and dangerous, far more dangerous than someone being a hazardous driver who doesn't see where they're going. Paul says here, if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled among those who are perishing. The reality is, if someone does not have the gospel and does not have faith in Christ as their savior, they are perishing. Their life right now is one where they are filled with aggressive guilt and trouble and they are under the anger of God and they themselves live as enemies of God and they are doomed to perish and to die as an enemy of God and face the curse of hell. Their fate is far worse than anything they could imagine or see and yet they don't see it or perceive it. Our gospel is veiled among those who are perishing. Paul says, in the case of those people, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from clearly seeing the light of the gospel. Is that the way we see this world? That people are either able to see the light of the gospel clearly and they trust in Christ or they have the devil putting blinders, holding his hands over their eyes, trying to block out the light of the gospel so that they cannot see it. The God of this age, who is the devil, is an illegitimate God. And it is only for a limited time that he reigns on his illegitimate throne. But while he does, 
He seeks to block out any working of the gospel light to free people from the prison of sin and from captivity under his control. And the devil seeks to blind them from that gospel's light so that they remain as those who are perishing and that they will join with him in the fire prepared for the devil and his angels. What are God's people, his servants, to do? How are we to get to light the people that are dead and lost in sin and doomed to such destruction and everlasting shame? How are we to rescue them when there's a veil that remains over the heart and the devil is trying to blind their minds? Well, this blindness is not the result of God's will or God's working. God has given us the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is God's image. See, the devil operates in darkness and deception and by bringing blindness. God seeks to bring light and glory. The devil is the God of this age, the illegitimate ruler on his throne, but Jesus is the glory one, and he is God's image, Paul here says. Not like Adam and Eve made in God's image or those who had fallen and lost the image of God. Not created in the image of God. He is God's image. The true Son of God, Jesus, is the very true God who himself saw this world lost in darkness. And when God perceived that this world was stumbling and lost in blindness to sin, captivity to the devil, and held in prison, God sent his Son. And Jesus, the Holy, true Son of God came into this dark world to bring light. It's what John says in his gospel when he says, In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness. Jesus, the true Son of God, the very image of God, came to this world, failing his glory, and walked among us. And that darkness was driven back with the glory of God. There was a time when Jesus, walking among his disciples, took three of them, Peter, James, and John, up on a high mountain. And there, there their eyes were truly opened, as they were allowed to see, not just with the heart of faith, but to see for themselves the glory of Christ. And it says that when Jesus stood there, his face shone like the sun, his clothes were dazzling like lightning. And Peter, James, and John beheld the glory of Jesus, the image of God. Only the, the true glory of who Jesus is was then veiled, and they went down the mountain. Jesus once again hid his glory, but he didn't hide his glory in the way that the devil deceives and hides things. He had hidden his glory in order that he might be our Redeemer. He set aside all his divine glory and power and became a servant. And that, that is what the disciples witnessed to be the true glorious light of our God. That he would lower himself and become the servant of all and hide his glory as the devil would attack him and devour and destroy. His flock would be scattered and he himself would be crucified and hung. And they would witness the glory of God as that same Jesus who they once saw shining in glory, hanging on a cross. And they would see his side pierced. And they would witness his lightless body 
being placed in the tomb. But they would see his glory again. The glorious Son of God, who became a servant, rose to life again on the third day and proclaimed in his name forgiveness and peace, freedom from sin. That is the glorious light that Jesus came to bring into this world, that the devil has been defeated. And by Jesus taking our place on the cross, he has covered us and we are forgiven of all sins and darkness. And now the gospel, the light is proclaimed that sets us free from captivity to the devil and gives us eternal life with him. So how do we bring those who have a veil over their hearts to see such light? When they're living in blindness because of the devil and because of the deception and they cannot see the light of the gospel clearly, what do we do? Well, we could... Yes, we could try to find a way to cleverly convince people that the gospel light is true. We could try to drive back the darkness with our own persuasive means. And we could try to put on a clever display of flashy lights or sounds. And we could try to find the most persuasive pe preachers. But that's what Paul says he doesn't do. In order to combat the devil's deception, Paul says, we did not follow shameful, underhanded methods. We did not operate in a deceitful way. And we do not distort the word of God. Paul's method for driving back the darkness was to be a servant. He says that the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. But he says, we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. The method for driving back the darkness, Paul says, is not in his own clever working or ways. Maybe you know someone who's struggling in the darkness and you know someone who is lost and blind to sin. You will not defeat the devil's deception with your own methods. But by, as Paul says here, not preaching ourselves, but preach Jesus Christ as Lord. And ourselves, Paul says as a, a servant, your servants for Jesus' sake. A servant of Christ shares the gospel with those who are lost and blind as they become a servant to all. And they serve those who are blind and lost in the darkness by giving them that light, that light which has the power to set them free from their sin, to open their eyes to see the light of the glory of Christ who is the image of God and who became a servant of all to rescue and free us. And yes, the, the servant of Christ doesn't do this as he goes around looking for those who will open their eyes, but rather he goes around recognizing this world is lost in blindness and is deceived by the devil. But he doesn't go about in despair or give up in discouragement. The servant of Christ goes about with the powerful message of preaching Christ, the message which will drive back the darkness and open up eyes. Paul says here, of that powerful gospel which he shares. For the God who said, light will shine out of darkness, is the same one who made light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the person of Jesus Christ. That same powerful word which God spoke in the very beginning of time and created light is the same powerful word which is preached today 
to drive back the darkness and to create life in the hearts which were once veiled and blinded by sin and deceived by the devil. We ourselves had that light given to us. That light shone in our hearts through the gospel. And now you, a servant of Christ, becomes a servant of all for Jesus' sake as you share that same powerful light of the gospel to this world. It's a gospel light which frees those who are captive to sin, rescues hearts and minds lost in darkness, and takes them from the deception of the devil to the glory of the Son of God as they see that glory in the person of Jesus. Servant of the Lord, you are called to shine in darkness. Amen. my humble plea prepare me for my mission